podcast and just talk about how um, well, you're eating your can't, can't beat me. Yeah, while I'm eating my uh, ham and I think we need to play. I think we need to do one of those races to 100, and you know whatever the 14 to nine is, you just got to give me that spot. Honestly, that ratio, you just probably need it. Yeah, I just come on. Sam, I think if we played a race to 100, I don't know if you'd get past 10 on the first 10 games. (laughs) All righty. What are we talking about today, chaps? I don't know. I'm just eating my breakfast. I, I have nothing better to do. Jim, how was your holidays? You look very festive today. I'm feeling very festive. I can't hear anything because this thing's over my ears. But <laughs> You must not have heard the question I just asked you, so that makes sense. Yeah, no, I've had a, we've had a decent Christmas, yeah. Santa Claus was good to us. Yeah. Santa we've, Claus. We've, we've, we've eaten a lot. I don't. I don't know. We're basically on a continuous drinking binge. Well, yeah, I'm not really sure what to think about Santa's uh, visit to my house because he brought me Bloody Mary mix. So I'm not really sure. Wow! How come you got that and I didn't? Yeah, that's 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 what I got for Christmas. So is it the good? Was it the good stuff? Not the stuff that we had at the Moscone Cup, unfortunately. We need to get hold of that. Yeah, I need. I need. I. You know what? I'll. I'll figure it out, Jimbo, and I'll have some in Vegas. Because that was awesome. That was good stuff. Little Chris, how are you doing, mate? Happy holidays. Yay. We got little, Chris. Chris is, little Chris has had it busy this year. Like he does every Christmas, running around helping Santa Claus make presents and deliver them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, God, Jim. <laughs> You're a nasty man. You are a nasty man, Jim. Oh, well. You are a nasty, nasty man. I cannot believe that you would do that. You just just upset that you didn't think of it. A little bit, yeah, honestly. All right, Sam, What? uh, how was your holiday fiascos? Did Santa bring Uh, you lots of presents? Yeah, yeah, got a few. Uh, Spent a lot of time with the family. I was glad I didn't have to talk to you at all. Uh, Cowboys lost, so that sucked. Yeah, I'm glad that we got... uh, it was good to, it was good that he finished off his podcast uh experience with uh telling us that the cowboys lost so sam will no longer be on the podcast going forward everybody uh, <laughs> <laughs> it comes back to that little pouty face <laughs> but the upside to christmas was that the chiefs lost so that was that was the, the, that was probably the lose, best yeah. part yeah. yes but uh, the Cowboys getting smashed by the uh, the Dolphins was definitely the highlight. We lost by two points. You guys lost by six to the Raiders. What are you talking about? The Raiders are a great team. They have a, a phenomenal what? Um, stadium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stadium, <laughs> a great stadium, yeah. one of the best. You know, they're hosting the Super Bowl. That means they must be doing something right. Um, they have Devonte Adams. He's good. Yeah, and they have. Um, skull, I'm sharing. Uh, they also have. Um, uh, no one. Um, <laughs> they have a. Their owner has a bowl cut. That's kind of cool. <laughs> have you ever seen yeah, the, exactly. the owner of the, uh, the the Raiders, Jim? No, I'm just going to sit here and wait for you to finish this conversation. <laughs> He's uh, Al. Uh, oh, no, Mark Davis. Yeah, yeah. Check out this! Check out this stunner. 
I'm gonna have to upload it though. He's got a man. He's got some great hair. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything to say today. Oh, so you made me hurry to get on this podcast just so you'd have nothing to say. Hey, Sam, have you, Sam, have you not been offered one of these matchroom contracts yet? Uh, no, I have not. But Nate's been working on one of them for me, so I'm hoping I can get on that tour soon. Yeah, I'm so trying. Nate, Nate, Nate must know what's in them then. Yeah, that's that. Oh, oh, gosh. holy crap! Oh gosh! <laughs> wow, that's one unfortunate man. <laughs> well, oh he's a billionaire. Gosh. What is that? Is that <laughs> that's that's the guy who owns that's Mark Davis? He owns the Raiders. It looks like something out of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like one of the orcs that they cleaned up their life and got straight with Jesus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's 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 mean. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry, Mark Davis. You're you're a great man. Yeah, Mark. Sorry if you're watching. We apologize. <laughs> you got nothing better to do your Wednesday. It gets better. Check this one out. It's even better. This is him happy. Oh my gosh. This is what you get here at the Q Network. So Hi, Nate, do you know what's do you know what's in the World Nine Ball Tour contract? I have not seen one of the contracts, uh, but I've seen Matt Poland put together a nice little um, post on AZ Billiards, which has a little bit of uh, interesting stuff. Let's. Uh, I don't yeah, know. But is it is it is it a is it his opinion or is it the truth? Well, I see a lot of opinions out there, and I see a lot of people demanding to get to see these contracts as if. Joe Fan has the right to know a player's business on contracts and stuff. If, if somebody walked up to me in the street and says, "Can I see your employment contract?" I tell them to go mind their own business. Well, yeah. The, the, the thing that really strikes me is this kind of uh, <clears throat> line here that is pulled from the contract: "Non-contract WPNPC players will only be permitted to enter a maximum of two matchroom major via qualification in one calendar year." And only contracted WPNPC players will qualify for selection into invitational events. Yeah, but that's not that's not the contract. That is the the um, entry criteria for match well, events. Sure, yeah, yeah. That's not so, the contract. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but the thing that I like about Matchroom is it has underneath that says subject to change. Yes. So they're at least open to the idea that hey. Maybe this isn't going to be uh, perfectly accurate. It's going to be, you know. Well, no, it's a, you know, these are all first drafts, aren't they? I mean, yeah. the, the ranking is now two years old. So the next step is is what do they do with the two-year ranking? And I, I, I mean, I would imagine they'll follow the a little bit the snooker, the way the snooker is 128 players. 128 players will sign a contract. They'll be the pros, the qualified players for an entire period of time. So let's say a year. It could be two years. I would say a year. And those 128 players are your top 128 professional pool players that get entry into all the open events directly. Um, and then based on the ranking, you have the invitations to to, to other events. And, um, and then I would imagine in the future there'll be a sort of a Q school where some of the 128 will fall off at the end of the year and others will, will join via the Q school. 
and it'll be a rolling ball like that to try and just keep it fresh and up and people have the opportunity to 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 become one of the 128 players. So I would imagine that these contracts are going around. I would imagine there'll be 128 of them. That would just be well, a, a, a rough guess, 128. Yeah. I don't really think it's does I don't think there's going to be much in the contract. There's people on Facebook talking about oh the contract will be this and that and it'll be uh, telling players that they're not allowed to play in WPA events and stuff like that. I think that's nonsense. I don't think there's well for two reasons that that won't be in the contract for two reasons. One, they're trying to get players to commit, I think, to the World Nine Ball Tour. So they're not going to put any language in it that is a little bit threatening because they don't want to scare players off. And the second reason is they don't need to because as of the 1st of March, the WPA is going to do their dirty work for them. And as soon as the WPA turns around and says, Shane Van Boning is not allowed to play in our events, then he's a matching player because what else is he going to do? You know, I mean, Shane's going to, Shane's going to commit and sign the contract anyway. Uh, but I, I don't really think there'll be much in it. It'll be, I think it'll be a well, two-week treat. It'll be a, it'll be a contract explaining what Matchroom is going to provide and what they expect from the players, like drug and alcohol policies and the events that they will they will enter. And, and it'll be the amount of majors, the amount of money that's in it. And I don't really think there's probably much in it. I think it's just a it's a, it's a, a notice of commitment uh, to the to the World Nine Ball Tour. And if you want to be one of the top 128 professionals, you're going to sign this. Well, it's as simple as that. And the the, the hundred the top one hundred twenty eight ranked players, there might be some that are in the one two eight just now who say, you know what, I'm just going to stick with WPA just now, which is up to them. And it'll be the top one hundred twenty eight that want to be matching players that will sign this. I would guess. Yeah. Well, I I received a a message from a reliable source that says they are not able to talk about the contract at all. So. Uh, the players who are receiving these contracts. Um, yeah, but we are. <laughs> you know, sure. And, and, you know, to be honest with you, I mean, there's somebody out there that would share the details with somebody, right? I mean, if I really wanted to find out, I would be able to find out. With that being said, I mean, if they're, if they're I don't know, if they're, if they're trying to hide it for a reason, um, it looks a little bit suspicious, but at the same time, like you said, Jim, if somebody came up to, you know, I've had people come up to you and ask me like, Hey, what is Jacoby doing for you, for your podcast? Or no, you know, what is, you know, what is, uh, you know, what is, um, you know, all of our sponsors, I guess, what are our sponsors doing for you? And the question I have to that is, well, why do you care? Yeah. What's up? Well, yeah. Well, I'm just curious. Well, if you're just curious, then go fly a kite. Right. Yeah. Uh, glad I said that. Cause now I can bring our sponsors back up. Um, but I mean, it's it's one of those things where like a contract is a contract and it doesn't have to be public. Right. So if somebody came up to me and asked me that, I'd be like, you don't need to know. Right. I mean, this is this is a contract that I negotiated uh, with a second company that isn't interested in having that public. And I'm not interested in having it public. So why are you trying to make it public? It's one of those things that like if Matchroom came around and said to the players, we don't want you to tell anybody what we're talking about here and we're negotiating here. Why do the why do we have a right to see it? With that being said, I mean, if we really wanted to, Jim, you know, you, you know, we both could go get a contract and be able to read all of it and you know see whatever's there. I haven't done that, um, and I haven't done that because I have one. I haven't found interest in it. Uh, it's one of those situations to me where, if it's being sent to a player and the player agrees to it, uh, it can't be that bad, right? Uh, and if the players are agreeing to it and Matchroom is agreeing to it, then it kind of, you know, it can't be that bad on the other side either. So they're happy to 
see both sides of it. They're happy to agree to it. Good to go. Yeah. Good for you, Jim. Uh, yeah, little Chris is asking, will the players be restricted to just matchroom events upon signing the contract? I, like I said, I can't imagine that Matchroom would have anything in the contract restricting players. The WPA are going to do that for them. Yeah, it's, 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 do the work. I can't I imagine do, I do know, yeah. it's that kind of contract. Well, Matchroom has already made it very clear that they're not trying to monopolize the game of pool. They're no. not trying to make it so they're the ones that are running everything. They're just trying to create their own tour, and they're having fun with their tour, and they're creating their tour, and they're not territorial about other tours. You know, they're not they're not out saying that no matchroom player can play in a Predator tour or a world championship or anything like that. The only thing that they're saying is we're creating our tour. We're going to do it over here in the corner. If you want to partake in it, come on over. We'll, we'll, we'll welcome you with open arms. If you don't, see you later. Have a good day. Leave us alone. We're going to do our own thing. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, it's the WPA. I mean, and whatever their negotiations as to uh, how we got to that point um, to where the WPA is getting to the point where they're cut, uh, blocking out players who play in matchup events, that, that's beside the point. That's already happened. We can you know, we can go over that a million times again, but it doesn't change the fact that we are where we're at and this is where we're going forward. So yeah. the matchroom, I, I mean, the yeah, the, the contract is pretty simple from what I've understood. Um, it's not overly restrictive. It's not like to the point where we're saying, all right, you have to tie your shoes at five minutes into every match and you, you can't, you can't blow your nose in between, you know, shots. You can't ask you. It's, it's, it's just normal stuff. It's pretty normal stuff. So. Yeah. And they're talking about the DCC. I, I mean, I don't, I, the only, the only issue that I could see would be if Matchroom have one of their major events and it coincides with another tournament and a contract of players decides to play the other tournament instead of the Matchroom event. But I don't really think that's going to be an well, issue. But name, so, name the but, event. Well, hold on, hold on. Just because I, I think this is an interesting con uh, conversation. What event do you think would be put at the same time as a matchroom event and exactly. wouldn't change? And you're wouldn't not, change. You're, you're, you're not going to put. A, they're, they're talking about Derby City in the comments. They're, 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 matchroom would not be silly enough to put a, 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 a WNT match over over the top of DCC. They'd be they'd be they wouldn't do it. So I don't think the DCC is an issue. That's a, a but. I don't know. The, uh, no, Derby City Class is not Derby City Class is not a WPA event either, is it? Yes. No. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think their nine ball is. So the I, only issue would be the WPA the... stopping players from playing that next year, not this year, because essentially next year, the first of March. I, so I think I think the nine ball is. I think it's twenty-five DCC. Players the Derby City Classic was on the matchroom because of the WPA, not because of the DCC. No, not because well, of the... historically, historically, I think it was on both. Going forward, uh, going forward, it's got to be on the WPA because of the uh, the restrictions for like the prize fund, right? Because like they have too, they give away too much money between their events that the WPA requires them to sanction with them, mm -hmm. and it has X amount of players in the X amount of top whatever. Yeah. Matt Paul is in there saying the DCC is in the yeah. WPA calendar, and Nick Delone saying the nine ball ranking points for Matchroom. Yes, but that'll only be this year, or that'll only be this next event. And After that's done, that, yeah. It will have to be one be. or the other because they can't do both. Yeah. 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 So it'll be 2025 that, that, that players will have to make it, or will not have to, a decision will be made for players whether or not they're allowed to play in the DCC or not. Um, but that decision will come from the WPA, not from Matchroom. Matchroom are not, or they have stated, and, and 
They, and again, they don't need to now because the WPA will do the dirty work for them. They are not going to restrict on where players can play, can and cannot play. But the players will be restricted based on what the WPA have decided they're going to do. So whether or not Matchroom would have done that anyway or not is irrelevant because the WPA are going to do it for them. Yep. So, so Sam, I guess as the as the residential player here who actually has a chance of going pro and wants to go pro, where are you falling down on this this whole world nine ball tour and uh, I guess the WPA drama? Which side do you fall on? Um, I would definitely go with Matchroom. You know, I, I just think there's more of a future in the U.S. with Matchroom. With WPA, I don't think there's really too much of a future in the U.S. I think. I think Matchroom is just the overall best option for an American player, really. I don't know. I'm sure for Europe it's different and there's more WPA events over there. But for an American... Well, the Euro Tour, right? But that yeah. one pays 75 cents for first place. Yeah, but it, it, comes down to, it comes down to the funding that you get from certain certain countries or federations of funding. And the USA don't have that, so there's no financial downside. No, in fact, in fact, the uh, the financial incentive for most of the U.S. players that are playing mm -hmm. is tied to being on the matchroom stage, right? Because yes. I mean, imagine imagine what Shane decides to go WPA route and never plays another matchroom event. Do uh, you think Q Tech is going to justify? Well, I mean, maybe he's a bad example just because you know he is Shane Van Boning, but um, maybe like a Sky Woodward. Is Sky Woodward's salary going to be? as high as it is, whatever it is, none of it's our business, but uh, is QTech going to want to pay him whatever they're paying him if he's not going to be on the biggest stage? I mean, if, if, if he goes to a match... I don't know if it's a question of continuing paying him what they're paying him. His, his options of getting paid more become yeah, sure. substantially greater by being on the world stage. The, the more and more these guys are on TV and the more and more that the viewerships are coming in, the more that they can demand from sponsors. You know, and not just Q sponsors. You know, they can they can start demanding from from clothing uh, manufacturers. You know, uh, from from all sorts of different stuff. That, uh, it just makes more sense. Um, just a quick answer to Mike uh, uh, to Mike Pinozo. If Predator cuts ties with WPA for its PBS events, the WNT players can play. Right? Yes, I don't see why they can't. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If if that happens, well, uh, the the. Predator Pro Billiard Series is winding down. I mean, they don't have nearly the advancements they were doing a couple years ago. Uh, I I heard it's because basically Predator kind of got out over their skis a little bit with some stuff, and they're you know to run at one of those. It's really expensive, especially with the amount of money they were giving away. It was crazy how much money they were giving away for how much they were probably bringing back. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously, it's like a big marketing venture for them. They're looking at it as a way to uh, expand their their business, right? It's it's just good marketing when you see Predator plastered all over these events. Uh, but if you look at the WPA calendar and you remove the Pro Billiard Series, you got about seven or eight events, maybe across the entire calendar. Now, there's some pretty good ones in there, but uh, those pretty good ones aren't going to be nearly as big as, let's say, the, the World Nine Ball or the, the U.S. Open, the European Open, the U.K. Open, stuff like that. I mean... You take the Pro Billiard Series out of the WPA, better be kissing Predators' butt right now to keep them with them. Exactly, because they've got nothing. They've got very little without them, as far as uh, as far as American pool goes. I mean, they've got all their hay ball and the rest of it. I mean, Jackie Diamond's in there saying they wouldn't be able to play anything but nine ball if they sign. No, that's not. I don't think that's no, because no, because there's pl there's plenty of ten ball events and eight ball exactly. events that are ran by into like the U.S. Mm -hmm. Open ten ball, the U.S. Open eight ball. Uh, 
I think those you're are actually only, you're only required to be sanctioned by the WPA if your prize fund is over a certain amount or there's a certain amount of added money in your tournament. If you don't have that added money in your tournament, or there's you don't a certain need, amount of top players in it. Yeah, you, know, you don't need to go for to international the players. You don't need to go to the WPA for sanction, and then anyone can play in it. The only people that will, will that, that will then cook a cup of fuss are the WPA. This is, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the majority of it will be nine ball. I mean, if you if you if you if you sign a, if you, if you decide to go with the like Sam said, he would go with match, and then he's got to be prepared to that the ninety percent of the, the the time on table is going to be spent playing nine ball, and you pick off the occasional tournament at home. That's not a, a WPA event, uh, and play some ten ball, some straight, some one pocket, whatever, you know. But yes, you, as a professional player, your work will be nine ball. But I mean, is that? A, I mean, is that a problem? I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. Well, Sam, you tell us. What do you think? Mm, I don't know. I mean, has it's been said though that if you play in a uh, matchroom event. You can't play in WPA, right? Or that's after, after March. March. After March. After, after March, the first WPA are going to ban you if you play in any non-sanctioned events. But it means that what they really mean is matching. But in order to that, there are rules that, that of requirement for you to need to be sanctioned by the WPA. One of them is the amount of play, the, the 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 quality of the field. Another one is the amount of added money. So a, a standard tournament in the US, like I mean, how much? What's what's the added money at the Texas Open? Across all divisions, mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's got to be way. I, I would guess it's. I think it's way more 25. than ten thousand. Well, that, that, that's not that's not enough for them to be required to be yes, sanctioned by the WPA. Yes, no, it's not. Is. No, it's not. No, ten thousand isn't enough. <laughs> I said it's way more than ten thousand. Okay, well then, it's twenty thousand. Twenty thousand added than nine ball. Just the nine ball, yeah. No, yeah. I, so, yeah. I mean, if you don't, if you don't want to be required to be sanctioned, but I, I mean, I don't know if it's a WPA event. If you don't want to be requ required to be sanctioned, that that's the way I see it going. I see, uh, there you go. Minimum is twenty five thousand in any one single yeah. event. So if you don't reach the twenty five thousand and say it's twenty thousand, you don't need to be sanctioned. No, 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 it's either, no. It's either that or it's either that or there is there's a player requirement of like. Uh, X amount of uh, X amount of international players represented at the event, so that would easily rep that would easily break that threshold. The Texas Open, because they have players from well, all over so, Europe. So it, must, so it must be a WPA sanctioned event, then, is it? I mean, according to that, it should be because well, I think it's like it? it's like six, I don't know. Oh, it's, anyway, like, you can play you can play in anything you want that's not WPA sanctioned, basically, and matching won't care. But WPA Duke, WPA Duke uh, care, which events you play that are not theirs, uh, and yeah, uh, it's going to be complicated. And there's going to be players that are going to end up turning up at events to find out that they're not allowed to play. Uh, there's going to be lists and lists of players that are sent to every single WPA event to say these players are not allowed to play. Who in the WPA is going to keep up track with that and look at every single matchroom event? And find out who registered and who actually played in order to add them to the list of players that can no longer play in their events. Who's going to do the register the the, the 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 paperwork, the bookkeeping on that? I've no idea, but yeah. Well, I mean, this is the this is the problem also with this this WPA. I mean, and I'm just going to say this WPA crap is there's there is. I mean, when you watch what uh, Molina Mike did over on uh, the Windows Open podcast when they brought on the president of the WPA. He basically said at, at this point, will we have the option 
to reprimand a tournament or not. We have the ability to to, to attack a, uh, basically an event, or they don't have. It's up to their ju- uh, – it's basically up to them as to who they're going to go after and who they're not going to go after. Mm-hmm. So WPA doesn't want to go after the Texas Open. Uh, and also, Ed Ladawi said what I said was not true, uh, that it's it's 50,000 or 25,000 and uh, the other. But but that's See, I thought I thought there was I, th- I thought there was it didn't matter on the players. There was a minimum well, added money. Well, yeah. and, and this is this is where the WPA kind of just does seemingly just does whatever the hell they want, because on the podcast, uh, they said the president said basically that it has to be basically uh, the 25,000 or they can go after a. a an event for having too many nationalities of professional players there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, now now Ed is saying that that's not the case, but that president just said it on the podcast a couple, like a, what a couple months ago. The, the, the WPA just does not have any clear guidelines that they stick to, and that they actually express out to the to the rest of the players in the industry. We don't exactly know what the WPA. We, I mean, to this day, we don't exactly know, and that's why he had to go on twice and clean up what he said uh, from the time before. Their marketing. On, on their rules and what they expect of players is just absolutely bonkers. And nobody really has any freaking clue what the WPA does or intends to do. Why aren't they going after the Texas Open if they have this? Why aren't they going at other events across well, the calendar? We'll, Why we'll, is we'll, it... see, we'll see which events they end up targeting after the 1st of March. Well, they better be it targeting might, all of them. Yeah, to be honest, it might be, it might be the only, they only need two events and they've basically, basically they've lost 200, 200-odd players in two events. I mean, let's say the UK Open is the first, I'm not sure if it is, but the UK Open will be close to being the first event after the 1st of March. There's going to be 256 players that get told you're finished with the WPA for the foreseeable future. Matchroom are just going to go, happy days, right? My top 128 are guaranteed for the rest of the year because they can't play anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> And the WPA have done all the dirty work for them. And basically made sure that these top that, that that 128 players will come to all the matchroom events because they can't play anything else. There's no calendars, there's no scheduling issues anymore with calendars because they have to pick the matchroom event now because they can't go to the WPA ones. Well, yeah. I think you're I think you're ultimately gonna start seeing uh, a lot of events go to twenty-four thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars added to get around uh, the WPA. Yes, just so they don't have to be sanctioned with the WPA. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I mean, the w, I mean, it's, it's one of those things you play stupid games and you win stupid prizes. The WPA thinks that everyone's going to get behind them and it's going to, you know, they're all going to unite against Matchroom. And I mean, what they're, I mean, and I don't want to like, I don't want to go and uh, start attacking Matchroom, but if you're going to start announcing players as being on the W or the world nine ball tour, if they haven't made a huge splash so far, <laughs> I mean, Jason is a great signing. Jason Shaw being the first one. From there, I mean, Billy Thorpe. I mean, when you're talking about the U.S. players, I mean, you're going to go through at least four or five players before you get to Billy. Uh, could they have but, kind of opened the better? Well, but, but wait a minute. At the end of the day, it's the access they have to these players as well. You know, and listen, the, the entire the, the entire Moscone Cup squad, shall we say. Let's say it's an eight-player squad at the moment, players that could be in the Moscone Cup. They're all going to sign it. They're all going to be on it. You know, anyone who's got the chance of playing Moscone that's Cup why I'm, that, is going to sign a contract. So all the American players are going to sign it. The the, the majority of the Europeans, Jason, I don't know that Tyler does. Listen, at the moment, 
like I said before, the USA get no funding, so it's a no-brainer for them to do the the the, the match of the WNT. British players have no don't get it. So Jason and Nam, that's a no-brainer. You know, you're gonna there's gonna it's gonna take them a bit of time, but there's gonna be more and more of these people getting announced, and they have to have the, the access to them and talk to them first and get actually sign the contract before they put anything out there. Um, I don't see it as being. Uh, there was a question coming in here whether or not they got uh, whether or not they were getting paid, whether they're getting travel expenses. I think it's a bit early for that. I mean, if you look at the snooker, the way the snooker works, I think everybody who makes it onto the top 128 seeded or ranked players or professional players for every calendar year or for every tour calendar, they get twenty thousand in their pocket, and the rest they can win. Maybe we go somewhere there. I think one of the ways they go to is 128 players. There'll be no entry fees for them. I think that, that again, more sponsorship needs to come in, you know. So, but I mean, I can't imagine they're ever going to uh, cover people's travel costs. The idea is that the money is there to be earned; that you don't yep. need your travel costs covered. You're you're going to make decent money, you know. Yep. Um, but I, I think I think it's very early. I don't think it's anything major in this contract. I don't think players are having their highs, hands tied together. I think it's just a it's just a commitment of. Or, or a notice of commitment from the players that, you know, are, do you want to be a world nine ball tour professional player? You're in the, the you're ranked in the top 128. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they only do 32, maybe they do 64. I don't know. Do you want to guarantee that ranking for the rest of this season or for the, for the entire season of 2024? And this is what we promise you with the with the number of major events, the amount of prize money that's going to be guaranteed uh, for those all events. You know, and you're guaranteed your spot. You will get like Jason. You know, you're 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 in the top eight seats, so you're going to be in the Masters. You're going to be in the the, the Premier League pool or Champions League pool, whatever it is, and that will be part of his contract. I would imagine. You know, as being a top eight seeded player, this is your guarantee. Darren's might be slightly different because he's outside of the. Of what would qualify him for the for the invitation events, but he's guaranteed a seeding for every single major for the entirety of the year, something like that. I don't think there's anything weird. Really. Well, well, this this was I mean this was kind of my problem with the players that they've signed so far, though. Uh, you have Jason Shaw, who's at his the his you know his peak of his career. He's undoubtedly a top ten player in the world, uh, borderline top five player in the world. Um, great signing, perfect signing, amazing signing. From there, you have a 48-year-old, uh, Darren Appleton, towards the end of his career. He might not be at the end of his career, but he's getting towards the end of his career. Uh, is it going to hurt him if he doesn't get another World 8 ball or a World 10 ball or anything like that? No. I mean, that's. I mean, he's already cemented his legacy. Could he add to his resume? Sure. But he's, ar he's already going to be widely considered one of the greatest QSs of all time. At this point, there's no way that he's going to be able to, you know, not have his career cemented as one of the greatest ever at this point. Uh, David Alkaides, 45 years old. Uh, again, towards the end of his career, is he at the end of his career? Absolutely not. He's got a couple of good years left, 5, 10. He's just, he's just won a match room major and the Moscone Cup. Okay, are you going to predict him to, to win one in 10 years? I wouldn't have predicted him to win one last year, but he did. Look, at the well, end of the day, what, if you... If, if what I'm saying the, is the rankings been going for two years. If you, on the two-year ranking, are a top 128 player, you have deserved to be to be signing a contract to say you are now a matchroom professional pool player because that's what it's all about. Well, that's my so point. It doesn't matter what age you are, what you've done before, if you're over the hill or not, I'm in the top 128. 
give me the contract. I want to be Jim, a match. Yeah, but Jim, you're not letting me finish out my point, right? So you're signing a, a 48-year-old player, a 45-year-old player. Jason's in the prime of his career, but he's still 35. And then you're signing a, a U.S. 27-year-old who kind of goes in and out of playing with the weather seemingly, right? I mean, those are the four players that are on your books right now. You're telling me that you couldn't get a Shane? You couldn't get a, a, well, a the Alvin? Guys, well, okay. let, let, put it this way. These are the guys that have been announced so far. Sure. What I'm saying is if you're going to start – I'm looking at this from like a marketing aspect. You want to stick it straight to W – or you want yeah, the WPA. You want to stick it straight to them. Get those players out that are going to actually make a dent. In my mind right now, and I'm not trying to offend anyone, but Jason is really the only player on there that the WPA is going to be like, oh, crap, you know. You know, that hurts. David, a 45-year-old David Al-Qaeda, while he's still playing some of the best, probably the best pool of his career, and he's, like I said, he still has 5, 10, 15 years, I would say 5 to 10 years minimum of high-level pool, the WPA is not going to be like, oh, crap, that's really going to hurt us for a while. Uh, who says it, but, but who says this has to be something that hurts the WPA? This is match and building something. Because this, not, but, but that's everything right now. That's it's, the it's, war. No, I don't think, see, I don't think it is. I don't think I don't think Matchroom give a crap about what the WPA are doing. I really honestly don't think they're even looking over their shoulder, interested. They're building their own thing. They've tried to to, to, to go with the W. I don't think they I don't think they care about the WPA. Do you think Barry Heron is actually sitting there thinking, what can we do to how do we they've already won this 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 little battle against the WPA? They've already shown that it's not gonna agree. stop them, they're just gonna keep going. I just don't agree. I don't think this is. I think this is just something. It's just keeping everybody watching. It's keeping everybody uh, involved. The, all these players are going. Shane's going to get announced. Sky's going to get announced. You know, they're all going to be there. The, the one that the, the one that's going to the, the and somebody mentioned Josh. it here. The ones that are the ones that are going to be interesting to see Josh. is the decision that German players and Polish uh, Federation players make. And Those Austria. are the ones that are going to be the interesting ones. And to Austria. See. I don't and think Austria is going to be a problem. I th I, th I think the top guys. I think. Uh, Lechner, Albin, and uh, Mario. I think they will. They will take it. You have other players that are slightly underneath that, that maybe they, for them it's a little bit of a, an issue. But um, it's going to be interesting to see which way these guys falls. And everyone's just waiting to see what happens with Filler. I everyone's just I, to see what Filler does. I mean, I mean, we're not privy to what's going on behind the scenes. I just, I, I mean, I'm just looking at this as like you think that Matchroom doesn't care at all about the WPA or trying to. I think, I, I, think, think I think you're crazy. I think I think. Matchroom have a very limited interest in anything that the WPA has to say from now. Public, publicly, I agree, but behind the scenes, I I, I just don't agree. I don't agree. Yeah, well, then we then then we disagree. I honestly, I, I but, don't think Barry Hearn, I don't think Barry Hearn or Matchroom are the is is are the kind of people, the kind of group of people that look over their shoulder and see what's going on behind them. They've decided to well, go with this, and they'll just I keep agree going. With that. But I, I I mean, sure, uh, but I mean, I guess. There's zero doubt in my mind that Sky's going to sign, Shane's going to sign. Um, Alvin, I thought, probably potentially could, but FSR, um, Jason, Darren, the top players that are out there outside of Germany, Poland, um, I have zero doubt that they're going to sign. Whether yeah, they the will Asian, or not, I don't know. But the why Asian players will be interesting to see which one of the, uh, how, what, what happens with the Asian players, with the, the other is, contracts they have with Joy and all that kind of stuff. What From what I'm saying is why couldn't matchroom make sure that one of these players if not all of these players were the first players announced just from a just from a marketing standpoint it seems to me to make maybe it maybe they're, maybe, they're, maybe they're just waiting for the contracts to come through maybe maybe shane's had his contract for three weeks now and he's just a lazy 
fucking he's gone fishing instead of signing it and sending it back. You don't know. You don't I mean, think I don't that, think, you don't think that yeah. somebody at Matchroom can reach out to him and say, Shane, get this done immediately. We, we, you know, if, if if you know if you have interest in doing this, take a look at it and get it back to us by this date because we really want to go forward with the marketing of having you. Again, you don't. Again, this is. I mean, we, we don't. don't yeah, we don't know. We're speculating. We're not, right? we're not privy to what's in these. It's not public what's in these contracts and how it's been addressed and how it's been handled between the players and Matchroom. Yeah. All we know is that Sam hasn't been given one yet. Sam <laughs> hasn't been given one yet, but we got to get him one, don't we? Yes. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. Sam, jump in. What do you think? I, I, I was looking at the comments. Can, can you guys say something? Hold on. I don't know if I can hear you. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep. We're good. I, I lost a little bit. But anyways, I was looking at the comments. And I saw Mike Pinozo. He mentioned like, you know, these guys are probably having their contracts looked over, especially the top pros. You know, they're probably having them looked over because they don't know what's the best path yet. You know, I mean, they and don't they, have to. They probably that. they probably believe, you know, it's matchroom, but they they kind of want to see what everyone else wants to do and see what their best option is. I mean, you know, well, like, and, and I, there's, probably, there's probably a lot of players that are sitting back and, you know, I'm just going to hold off and see who else signs this and see what's. You know. Yeah. Leave it to the well, last and, minute. And, maybe, think, and maybe they're waiting for the, the matchroom schedule to come out, right? Well, it is out now, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, that that's kind of my point, though, right? Maybe yeah. they were waiting for it. And now we're just a matter of, you know, getting everybody's graphics made and the posts scheduled. And but I agree. These the, 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 one, the ones that have come through just now, they were no-brainers anyway. There's no surprises there. There's no wow factor to them. We all knew. Well, I would, I would say Billy was a bit of a surprise well, for he's me. Not. He's, he's, he's a Moscone Cup player who's in the top 128 on the world ranking. How's that a surprise? Uh, I mean, if if there's a, I mean, it's not a surprise that he signed. It's a, it's a surprise to me that he was the first per American signed. How's that? Well, okay, maybe he's just the first one that said, "Oh, there it is. I'll sign it. I'll send it back." And they go, "Okay, right, we'll announce it." He's still a big name. He's a, he's a big name within Matchroom because he you know he's played he's won the Moscone Cup twice he's one of the few Americans that's got a couple of Moscone Cups in his pocket. Also, where where are you he's saying you said the Matchroom schedule is out now? Where's the Matchroom schedule at? Uh, I saw it was a, it, it was in some document that probably shouldn't have been made public. Okay, so it's <laughs> not out. <laughs> uh, well, it is out, but I don't know if it's out because Matchroom put it out. Here, I'll send it to you. It was in a magazine, I think, and I think it might have been a mistake. But hold on a second. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't question you to begin with, but then I went and looked while you were saying it. I, I haven't seen it. I mean, unless it came out recently. I should say I, I haven't seen it publicly. It's in the it's in the I've sent it in the uh, in the podcast page, podcast uh, messenger. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's still not it's still not a full schedule. No, it's not. It's not completely filled in, but you know, the, the, at least. Uh, oh, because you know. I have at least two more events that aren't on here that are going to be there. Mm -hmm. I've heard. I've heard that there will be twelve majors this year. So. Yeah, which is the two more because there's ten public. Yep. So the, yeah, the, this is another couple of come. Ten majors, prize fund, four million. Sam, how much of that are you going to win? Just saying, the um, money's getting the money's getting bigger. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not a lot of it, or any of it, but hopefully some of it. 
mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you just 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 put I've just put a few balls now and again, and you'll be guaranteed twenty thousand in December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> surely, uh, surely. Come on, I'm hoping that, that would be nice. Well, do you want to know how to do better at events and be even more likely to make money? How's that? Play more of them? Oh, God, that's stinky stuff. Like getting yourself some magical. Jim, stop saying bad things about the sponsors to our podcast. You have two of them on the way, by the way. Oh, goody. You will love them. You got to get yourself some magic mind. This is my shot I took today. Makes you feel all prim and proper. Gives you nice levels of focus, good levels of energy, but not that like jittery energy. It's just natural and energy. And, nice. and you also start growing hair on the underside of your feet. <laughs> Jim, we're never gonna have a. We're never gonna get another sponsor of this podcast ever again. Well, you're not sponsoring me, is it? What do I care? Well, you're getting some on the way. So, so hey, I got a question for Sam then. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. You've got yourself. You've, you've got an idea in your head of uh, how. Are, how are you trying to skip out of my ad? I'm trying to do an ad right now, Jim. All right. I'll are, yeah. Go. Yeah. Go out of here. If you don't have anything nice to say, then get the heck away. Sam, you should get yourself some magic mind because it's awesome. It's got. What does it do for me? Natural ingredients. Okay. That help you with your focus, your memory. Uh, it helps you sleep better. Uh, it reduces the need for coffee, which means less jittery. Okay. All that good stuff. Uh, what else does it do? Uh, yeah, it makes a, me more productive, like, more focused, allows me to sleep better, have less anxiety and less stress. I'm able to be more creative. And it's a, and I feel way better in the mornings and I'm happier throughout the day thanks to its adaptogens that boost your mood and help you relax. Honestly, it's actually pretty, like kind of sounding like uh, like Reedy right now, but it actually is pretty dope. Do you I like use it? it? You, I do. You yeah, do I, use it. I actually bought some uh, after I tried it for like the second time. I actually went and bought some. Went and used my discount code at magicmind.com forward slash queue it up and used my discount code queue it up 20 to get myself 50% off my subscription for the next 10 days. Well, during that next 10 days. So I actually did use I actually spent my own money on this because I actually really actually enjoy it. So I don't know. It's fun. It is very legal, Tracy. Oh, is is it legal? Yeah, it's it's legal. Why not? Raymond Raymond uses a lot of the same ingredients uh, in his uh, supplements that he said to you when we did this ad yesterday. He uh, he said that he actually takes a lot of these on the side as part of his supplements. So that's kind of cool. So I would recommend it to you, Jim, because it helps with your mood and you'll stop being such a grumpy guy and you'll stop having bah humbug on your hat. You'll actually have nice things. Does it make you less repellent to women? Uh, yes, because it stops making you so grumpy. Ooh. So maybe you should try it. Wow. Maybe it'll make you feel less right, grumpy. Can I ask someone that sensible question now then? Nope, not yet. If you would like to try it yourself, <laughs> you can go to magicmind.com forward slash queue it up and use discount code queue it up 20. And you can get 50% off your subscription for the next 10 days with my code. Again, queue it up 20. Just go to magicmind.com forward slash queue it up. Why didn't you make it queue up 50? 
if it's 50% discount? Uh, because we don't like you. <laughs> yeah, all right. A shot of Jack does the same thing. Bang, bang, oh. goes. Why? Why? Jägermeister uh, does exactly the same. Why, Jim? Uh, because your because this code will be valid forever as a 20% off for both one-time purchases wow. and subscribers. But the first 10 days, it's 50% off if applied to a subscription. Sam's manager's going full out here. Yep. Sam's manager's on there. His mom. So there, you, so, there you, <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Head over there and grab your subscription now and support the podcast because they support us. So you should support support them. Uh, okay, Jim, ask your stupid question. Right. So, Sam, let's say you've got a three-year plan for getting yourself into the Moscone Cup. Okay. Who's, who, which, coach, which coach would you pick? I mean, we've been going on about... Uh, over the last couple of podcasts since the Moscone Cup, saying it might it might be not saying it is, but it might be the end for for, for Jeremy as far as catch, co coaching the team. You've been around a bit. You've spoken to. Uh, I'm sure you've had a lot of information given to you from different players of a of a higher stature or or coaches at a, a top level. Who would you who do you think would be your pick if you got if if you got to choose the guy that's going to get the best out of you personally in a team atmosphere in a Moscone Cup? Who are you going for? Hmm. As a, like, if I were to pick a captain, the one that the one that you think would be most suited for you, if, if you were going to in three years' time, you're the rookie, you're going to be on that team. Who who would you think would be somebody that would get the best out of you? Well, definitely not Nate. Um, <laughs> I, I, I. All right. Uh, oh, so Nate, Nate! Finally, a proper question. You go and throw the kid off. You're supposed to be helping his career. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. Sorry. Welcome back. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of former players that would be good. Like I, I see Ed Ladawi said Dennis Hatch, but um, he, he'd, he'd be a really good option. I mean, I saw what Johan did with the team and he, you know, he got the team in, in shape to, to win the, the cup twice. Um, there's a lot of guys uh, like Oscar Dominguez. I think he'd be a good captain. Um, you know, they mentioned Scott Frost. Um I don't know. I, I like personally, I would think, you know, I mean, I, Jeremy Jones wasn't bad, but just didn't get the results, I guess, you know. Um, I would have to say Johan, Scott Frost, Oscar Dominguez. I mean, that's my, you know. Is there any? Is there anybody out there who's had, had quite a, a, a positive impact on you personally, on your career? No. Not, you know, entirely. See, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the junior scene is like. Is, is there somebody who looks after the juniors? I mean, you played in the, 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 the big junior uh, tournaments, uh, the, the U.S. amateur or the U.S. junior championships. Is there anyone that's that's always there looking after the juniors, keeping an eye on everybody? The BCA cares about the juniors for exactly as long as it takes for them to run the BEF, and then they stop caring about them completely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and I don't they, care if you don't like that, Ed. It's true, damn it. Go ahead. <laughs> but but anyways, no, not really. I mean, I've had like an instructor like um, Anthony Beeler, but you know, I, he's more of like a playing instructor, not more of the mental side of the game. I think the U.S. needs like somebody that can help with the mental side of the game, like Johan. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I would, you know, I mean, Scott Frost seems like he would do a decent job. I mean, I'd like to see him get a shot at it, you know, just to see what could happen. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, I think it is certainly, I mean, it's a short period of time that you're looking after these guys. I think the mental side of it is where you, you win or lose the cup. Yeah. Um, Not the playing side. You don't need to tell these guys how to pull balls. I mean, if you looked at, if you watched the Moscone Cup, I mean, just Team Europe was just, they were having fun. You know, Team US looked like they were just, just sitting in the chair, like they had a sad face on the entire time. It almost seemed like, except for Sky, he's asking for a beer while he's playing. <laughs> but Well, that's but, when you know that I mean, you're just trying to get through it and you're trying to have as yeah, much but, fun but, with but, it as you can. That, but, but we all know that. Winning is always more fun than losing. When you're winning, uh, Yeah, I understand that, but at least try to be in a good mood, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that's what the beer's for. If he'd have had Magic Mind, he wouldn't have had to worry about it because he'd already been oh in a good league. Yeah, let's let's see them chug a full half a liter of that. <laughs> chug a pint of Magic Mind. Yeah, I'll tell you what, they might they might play better. It's good for focus. <laughs> no, I yeah. actually like the I I uh, Lee McBride. I mean, I haven't heard that one before. I, I think D. Atkins would be a great uh, addition. Um, Derek said, why not Mark Wilson? Mark Wilson already had his chance. Uh, he was coach for three years, four years and went over four and never was competitive. So, um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how much Jim, you've been to a lot more of them than I have, but I've been to, I've been to what six Moscone cups now. Um, and I, I, I don't know how much a coach can do to win it, but I do think a coach can lose it. Um, and what I, I mean, what I've seen from Jeremy is that he's closer to losing it than he is winning it. Uh, Johan was about the best that I've seen. Mark Wilson was kind of in the same vein as, uh, JJ for, for what I'm it's seeing. Like, it's like anything else. I mean, you, you, you can look back at the coaches that have been there in the time that I've been going, you know, the, the only, the only one that I thought, the, the only American coach that I thought that that's just a bit of a waste of time was CJ Wiley. Um, I think Mark Wilson has a lot to offer uh, within the, within the US pool world. Yes, he he lost it four times in a row, but with a completely different team and a completely different generation. It was a completely different Europe back then as well. There's nothing to say that he can't be successful with a different team. You know, it's like it's like in any sports. You see you see managers and coaches of of, of top soccer teams. They fail at one team, but they go to another team and they're very successful. So I mean. The coach has to. The, the coach is very specific for that particular group of players you have, and just because it didn't work with one group of players doesn't mean to say it wouldn't work with another group of players. So I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say Mark Wilson has. He's had his chance, and he should never get the chance again. Um, I think he still has a lot to offer, and he's a very intelligent, knowledgeable guy. You know, definitely um, true. But again, it'll. You know, Matrimal. They'll they'll get their applications in for the job for. And they'll they'll make a decision, um, or they just like they did with uh, with Ralph Elkart. They just go out their own and say, "Do you want it?" You know, he didn't apply for it. He was just asked if he wanted it, and he said yes. Okay, yeah, we'll see. Okay, interesting to hear the start. Of, you know, because Sam Sam's one of the guys that gets talked about as a yeah, maybe not you know within the next couple of years, but somebody who will shoot. You know, be pushing that Moscone Cup team uh, in the next five years or so. Certainly, um, I mean, what are you now? Seven, seven hundred plus, seven twenty, something like that. Yeah, I, I'm a seven twenty. Yep, six eighty three. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, 
you know, Greg Hogue almost made it. He was only one round away from making it on a six ninety nine. You know, so yeah. Yeah. You're saying there's a chance. Play the events. That's all you can do. You just got to play the events and put yourself out there. You know, and you've got. Are you, are you over your fear of flying now, or did you just kind of put up with it for a few hours? Honestly, like uh, through these past few months, I think I'd rather fly than drive now. Honestly, awesome. I, I, get, I get more. I get more stressed out when my mom is driving over <laughs> being in a plane. Is it because it's your mom, or are you just you don't like female drivers? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I just I get stressed out in the Be car. Be careful! Anyway. You're gonna get canceled. Yeah, careful what you say, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah I, but your, your, your mom. But your mom. Your mom is very active. She comes to your events with you. Yeah. Yeah, she comes to all of them. Yep. Yeah, the only one she cool. didn't come to was uh, the international open, but she had prior commitments. Yeah, but that must be quite nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mums, mums are always our biggest fans. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Nate, when are you going to play a tournament again? Uh, honestly, that's a pretty good question. Um, I think that I'm going to play sometime. No. Oh, you should sign up for the U.S. Open. I should. You Cannon should. Porter. What do you what, do? You say a mean thing, Jim? Just saying. Oh, Stuart Rogers, why do you have to write a book? <laughs> well, Jim reads this, we'll uh never mind. No, I don't uh, no, I, I, I mean Stuart, I'm sorry, I read that he's suggesting that the Reyes Cup will be some sort of a replacement for for the Moscone Cup. That'll never happen. Moscone Cup will always be the flagship event. It'll always be the the, the major, regardless of what the results are, and uh, I, I don't see anything replacing the the, the, the Moscone Cup. The Reyes Cup will be a nice thing; it'll be an extra thing for the for the calendar, but it won't be a replacement. Well, it's like, it's, it's, it's like the it's like golf. You've got the Ryder Cup, and then you've got the the one that's the the the, the rest of the world against USA. What's that called? The um, I, and it's I didn't even, even know that because it's I didn't even know was, I didn't even know that was a real thing. Yeah, exactly, and it's. Ryder Cup is golf. We don't even we don't even beat uh, we don't even beat Europe in the Ryder Cup anymore. We get smashed in that too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, let's take a pause so we can uh, hear from our newest sponsor, Sam Henderson Airways. Just kidding. It's just me in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> oh Sam, you've dogged that. You've dogged you make that public? Oh, you've dogged it, kid. Oh, you've got so much to learn. <laughs> I hate you, Nate. I hate you very much. Oh. Just kidding, it's just me in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh god oh what a rookie mistake that was i should have never sent that video to you <laughs> it, i was i think that was before my uh first flight and like before you went to austria, austria. Yeah. It was, oh it was before i went to austria yep we were about to leave to go to chicago uh... 
Just kidding, it's just me in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, listen, it makes you feel a bit... I think it's better you, every you, time. You've got, you've, got, you've got to be a little bit weird to want to become a professional pool player. So it's good It's good that you're showing your weirdness to everybody. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, with that one of those magic drinks, magic mind. I yeah. Yes. I think he I drank a magic mind and he was out and then he was ten minutes later he was out in his back garden to play, pretend to be an airplane. <laughs> just kidding, it's just me in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, never, I'll never get old. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> have you got the Have you got Have you got the one of his mum jumping off that building? That was pretty oh, that ballsy. That was, that, was, good, that was seriously ballsy. There's no way you're getting me doing that. Yeah. Uh oh. I think I'd rather. I think I would rather because the deal was she jumped off the stratosphere and I would fly to Austria. I think I would fly to Austria a hundred times before I jumped off the stratosphere. Oh, no, 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 yeah, I don't care if you're my son or my brother or my dad or whoever, I ain't jumping off a building for you. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, when I was, because I was just standing on the ground because she, she was, I was looking up at her because we, we got the stand right next to the landing pad and I was like, oh my God please don't like splat right next to me. That would be terrible. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was just, I was freaking out. I think I might've been more nervous than she was. Uh, I get stressed out easily. You know, it'll help you with your stress. Oh, oh my God. Magic mind. It helps you with your stress and your focus. <laughs> uh, so it'll help you when you do something really dumb like this. No. Just kidding, it's just me in my backyard. <laughs> when you do something really dumb like that, it won't, uh, imagine, it won't stress you out as much. Imagine how viral that video is going to go when Sam gets announced for his rookie Moscone oh, Cup. <laughs> Nate's going to put this, it in the comments. This like is the guy that you just selected. <laughs> I'll just, yeah. I'll just, I'll just hand deliver it on a flash drive to, uh, to Master and just say here. Yeah, this is you all. You thank need. me later. You'll yeah, thank you me later. Need, you don't need all these special promo videos. We've got one already made for you. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, like those. Uh, you ever see like those dubstep like uh, videos of like uh, a kid will run into like a wall or something like that, and they take that that sound of him running into the wall and they make a song out of it. Yeah. I need to do you that with that video. Yeah. Just, just kidding. It's just me in my, my backyard. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so. Where else uh, we going? I don't know. I guess we. I guess we've talked uh, pretty at length about. Um, hey, it's Cookie. <laughs> Cookie's <laughs> Cookie. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess we've talked about uh, this. I guess what's what's your guys' uh, prediction going forward of the WNT versus the uh, the WPA calendar? Based off uh, of all these players that are signing, I mean, there's only a few of them right now. But uh, Sam, what do you what do you think the what do you think it's going to look like come March second? I think I think 
a lot of the top names are going to be signing with Matchroom for sure. I mean, I, I'm excited to see what happens with uh, Joshua Filler or even Tyler Steyer. You know, I want to know what Tyler's going to do, you know, or what Josh is going to do. Those are two of the – well, Tyler's probably the biggest one in the U.S. That's a question mark. and um, Probably the only one in my mind. Yeah. Why, yeah. why, why, would, you, why would you say he's a question mark? Well, I, mean, if there, he's with I don't Predator, think that he is a question mark, but, but if – if if there is a player who might be a question mark, I would say it's him. I still think he signs. Yeah, I do that. I do think he signs too. Yeah. But it just he's one of those. I just kind of seems like a question mark. But I'm wondering if WPA will change what they're doing and kind of take back their. Uh, if you play in Matchroom, you're not allowed to play with us. I'm wondering if they'll change any of that. That's my biggest question. Are you saying that as a as a, a general question. question, or do you think it's actually going to happen? I mean, I think it could happen. You know, I think they're going to lose a lot of players. You know, I mean, I think it'd be the smartest option for them to, you know, change what they're doing and and actually allow people to play in both instead of try to control everything. And I guess to, to Stuart Rogers' uh, comment, they're not getting any money. Of course they're not getting any money, but what they are getting is the opportunity of money. Uh, and I know that Stewart is with the WPA, so um, I, I guess I'll, I'll frame that by saying uh, what ultimately you got to you got to you got to weigh your options. Right. Uh, if you think that the, the, the matchroom isn't going to be any money. Sure. But what is the WPA going to offer up? Because they're not paying salaries to any of these players either. And they have half the events and half the prize funding. So. One of them, one of them's offering a career. A potential career playing the game and the other one is offering what hey ball the china open whatever predator bro, uh, pro billiard series does there's there's not a ton out there and they're I mean, all going to be the, real... the, 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 the difference is i think the, w, the, the wpa they, they, they do everything you know, so when they come up with when they come up with figures of the amount of money that, that that will be in the events over an entire year, is everything included? And it's 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 stuff that it's stuff that, that that a lot of the players don't even compete in and have never competed in. You know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of the top players that never play hayball, so they don't care about a hayball. No, and they never will play it either. And they never will play it, so they don't care. But that money gets added into the pot that the WPA say this is how much money. Same is with, same with one pocket. Year. Same with whereas Matchroom are, Match are going to announce like $4 million worth of prize money just for nine ball, you know? So, yeah. And, and, and it's fine that the WPA is not a... Stuart's in there saying that WP are not promoters and people need to understand that. No, no we completely understand that, 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 that what Matchroom does and what the WPA does is, is night and day. It's two completely different things. And WPA I, I, I still believe that... I still believe that the WPA have a, a, a critical part to play for, for our sport throughout the world. <clears throat> I just feel that what Matchroom, I don't see Matchroom as competing against the WPA. I don't understand. I don't, a lot of people think it's Matchroom against WPA. I just think Matchroom are concentrating on something that the WPA have neglected over the years. And that is just purely the professional aspect of the sport. I can great, great and get, get you know the federations give funding to players who want to come through and they want to start to become professional pool players. But what is at the end of it? 
it can't be just two or three events in a year. That 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 just doesn't work. It has to well, be a proper professional tour, and that's. I cannot even. I cannot even disagree with that statement even more. Like hayball is going to be huge. I cannot disagree with that more. I mean, who who in the U.S. is going to ever play hayball or Europe, Jim? I mean, there's no way that hayball ever takes on any sort of popularity in the U.S. Do you think it has a chance in Europe? No. Zero chance, right? No. Is it going to be huge in Asia? Sure. Well, but that, that's it. Then, 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 but yes, hayball will be huge, and there'll be a lot of money in uh, hayball. But people are going to have to go to Asia to play it. Yeah, there's zero chance it's going to make any sort of headway in the U.S. or Europe, in my mind. No. But there's too, I, there's I mean, too many. There's too many other within Europe. There's too many other Q sports that, that, that people are just, you know, whether they're stuck in their ways or they just, you know. There's too many different Q sports out there. There's too many different variations. There's too much to compete against. Um, if you ask, if you ask the pool clubs in America or the pool clubs in Europe, can you get rid of six of your nine ball tables and put in hay ball tables? They're all going to turn into no. because they can't make money from well, recreation. Most of them are players. seven footers anyway. So who's going to want to go from a seven footer to a nine foot? They can't make money from recreational players because. The game's too difficult, and the recreational players are going to give up because no no recreational player can't pot a ball who is going to enjoy playing if they can't make a ball. You know, it's what yeah. is hayball? Hayball is Chinese eight ball. With okay. it's, it's it's basically snooker with uh reg it's it, essentially it's snooker with eight ball with eight ball. No, it's eight, it's eight ball on a slightly smaller snooker table. Yeah. Not okay. not quite not quite as small as snooker, but pretty close to snooker size pockets, right? Essentially, and the balls basically the balls basically fit in like with a quarter quarter to a half an inch on each side. Uh, not the, even the, a half the, an the inch, about a quarter of an inch. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 literally like playing eight ball on a snooker table. Um, but I, I don't know. I I think it might be a fun thing to let's go through the the WPA calendar. So it, this is obviously 2024's calendar, but let's. Uh, let's look at um, the calendar and I guess let's speculate. Do you think that this event is going to be on the WPA calendar come 2025? So the Turning Stone Classic, what do you think, Jim? Yes or no? Um, no. Sam? No. I also say no. Uh, the Derby City Classic, Jim? No. Sam? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the Derby City Classic will be. I don't think. I mean, I, I mean, if any of these events, if I'm running them and, and and I'm just on the cusp of whether I need the WPA or not, I'm going to walk away from the WPA because I want my players to be there. I would say no as well. The Indonesia International Open, probably. Probably. Uh, so that's January. So one event through January. Uh, the World Artistic Pool Championships. Does anybody care? <laughs> Have you ever have you ever tuned in to see the World Artistic Pool Championship, Jim? No. Okay, me either. I wouldn't even, uh, and, and that's not even a choice. I just don't know where I would even go to find it. Yeah, uh, the Euro Tour, uh, the Dynamic Billiard Tallinn Open. Yeah, that'll be done. Women. Yep. That'll be WPA because sure. it's UPBF. Yeah. The 2025, well, the the PBS Las Vegas Open. Yes. Probably. I mean, unless unless match or unless Predator decides that they don't want to go with the WPA, yeah, I would think it would be. Um, the World Ten Ball Championships. Yeah, same thing. So four events through February. 
the Joy Highball Master Grand Finals. Wow. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again. Yeah. So there's there's one event in March. So there's five through March. But yeah, who's but who's going to play in that? A bunch of players that you have no idea how to pronounce their names. Yeah, but yeah, from from the American pool side of it, you know, who's going to play in it? Okay, so then uh, April, a Euro Tour. All the Euro Tours will stay with WPA because of EPPF. The European, the European Tour and the Euro, uh, the Euro Championships are basically back to back. So it's a two week long event. Uh, so basically, we'll say six events through four months. Yeah, but the European so, Championship, the European Championships, there's zero money to be under the European Championship. Yeah. So it's it's nice for the European Championships is, is, is great for players coming through because you know you get the chance to become a European champion that will and, and, and get you more sponsorship deal from your federations. A lot of the federations or a lot some of the federations you will get more national funding if you get if you meddle at a European Championship. So there is a financial incentive there for some, but for most players it's just the honor of becoming a European champion. And then the Qatar Open in May, uh, yeah, and then the Joy Hayball International Open in Qatar, back to back. Okay, mm -hmm. so we're now through May, so we're five months into the year, and we have the players. Realistically, uh, there's been you two European or two Euro tours, and then the one European Championship. So those are basically those are basically zero dollars that you're making from that. Even mm -hmm. if you win it, you're making like uh, fifteen hundred to two thousand euros. You get third place, you broke even. Congratulations. Uh, there's basically two events, maybe three events in there that are actually have the potential for you to make money five months into the year, and you have the potential of making like 4,000 USD. Maybe the Qatar Open, that's going to be a lot more money. So I shouldn't, mm -hmm. I shouldn't say that. Uh, but the Qatar Open and the, the Pro Billiard Series, the Las Vegas Open, are the only events so far that you have the chance of making money unless you win the highball tournament. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, just a quick quick answer to Ryan Harmson. He's saying, well, the World Championships have less prestige if all players aren't allowed to play because of the ban. Uh, this year's World Championships, or, or sorry, 2024 World Championships will take place before March the 1st. So everybody will be allowed to play in it. After that, when the, if the bans start coming in, Matchroom will just turn around and say, we're not doing a WPA World Championships. And it will be then a World Nine Ball Tool World Championships and... So the prestige will not be lost. The prestige will be lost for any WPA World Championships, whether they take it back to to the desert to play again with one live stream that doesn't work. Um, but that's where the prestige will be lost with the WPA World Championships. The Matchroom World Championships will be the World Championships. So I, I shouldn't have um, I shouldn't have stopped that soon because there was zero things in June. So halfway through the year, you have two opportunities to make money if you are a professional pool player with the WPA schedule. Two. You have two, the Qatar Open and the Predator Pro Billiard Series, the Las Vegas Open and the World 10 Ball. You have two opportunities to make money in the first six months out of the year. Don't give me the Euro Tours. Don't give me the European. Obviously, don't even give me the European Championship because that's zero. Don't give me a Euro Tour. You're not making money at a Euro Tour. You have absolutely no chance of making money in the first six months. Uh, because it's a, I guess, Stuart, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to attack you here, but like, 750,000 USD is for a first prize in highball. Uh, well, these players have spent their entire career learning how to play one game, nine ball, 10 ball, eight ball. These other players who are playing highball for their entire careers have been playing it for their entire careers. I mean, it's not, there's a reason that no, you know, English eight ball players 
or nine ball players are going and playing snooker, right? It's just a different game. It's, it's, you can't just dedicate your entire no. life to learning how to play one game and then just immediately switch over and be like the best player in the world at a different game. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, we, 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 we don't want table. We want, we want, pool. we want American pool. Yeah. That's it. Why the, you could just turn around and say, why not join the snooker tour? I yeah, mean, or, I mean, Hey, but it's or a game. why not just go over and play golf, right? Yeah. I mean, you've spent your entire life playing one game. I mean, Sam, if somebody told you tomorrow that you have to go play hay ball and you can never play nine ball again because there's no money in it, what would you say? No. No, no. This is the game you like, right? Yeah. It's the game you chose to play. You didn't choose to play snooker. You didn't choose to play bloody basketball. You didn't. It's. Yeah. We want to see pool played on a nine foot American table and if it's nine ball it's nine ball if it's ten ball it's ten ball I don't care I don't we we're not here to watch hay ball this is not what we want to do it's and and not 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 withstanding the fact that that's seven hundred and fifty thousand US dollars how long do the players have to wait to get paid it in the first uh, when they win it anyway yeah I mean, ultimately, you're right. It is a choice, but it's a choice that they that the players shouldn't have to make. They shouldn't have to say, "All right, well, I'm never going to make any money by playing this over here." When there's exactly. an actual company that is trying to make it feasible for you to do that, exactly. uh, and you're going to go away from the company that is actually trying to increase prize funds and then uh, you know increase events, and we're going to say, "Oh, well, all right, screw that company that's actually trying to work towards the future of this thing. Let's just go with yeah. what's available now." when you don't know that that money's going to be there in five years. I mean, I've never even heard of Chinese eight ball until four, five, six years ago. And of course the prize money now is incredible. That's awesome. But who's to say it's going to be there in five years. That's yeah. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't be the case that if you, if you want, if you want to make money, go and play a different game. No, this is the game they play. And we want somebody to come in and say, now you're going to be rewarded for playing the game that you play. Yeah. Uh, Stuart, you're right. You're right, Stuart, and that's the problem. And the WBA right. have done that. The, the yeah, re, you've, basically, you've, basically, you've basically just made our point. When has anyone but the top six, uh, eight to sixteen players ever made any money? That is exactly the reason that's why a, the matchroom is going away from the WBA. And do it. You've just basically said what the problem is, and who has done that? Who has done that? Who's been in charge for all these years while only the top eight to sixteen players made any money? We want it to be different. I mean, I just went through. I just went through a seemingly 2025 schedule, and we're we're halfway through the year. I, we can continue going. We're halfway through the year, and there's two opportunities for players to make real money outside of hayball. I mean, and and then if and then if your response to that is well, get good at hayball, then I'm going to say well, then actually, don't care about the players. I mean, that's that's exactly. that's, that's our problem. You're, you're, tell, you're, tell, like, you're telling the players. You're telling the players that you know they have to change the game they play in order to make money. Sure, I'd love to hear from you who, who you think is responsible for the fact that only the top eight to 16 players ever made any money. Well, uh, let's, I mean, let's keep going through the, the, the theoretically 2025 WPA schedule. Uh, so now we're into July, the 2024 Joy Hayball International Open in Vietnam. More Hayball. Uh, EPBF, Dynamic Billiard European Championship Youth Tournament. So it's not even another Euro Tour, it's just the, the youth. Uh, so there's again zero more opportunities uh, in July for men to make money. Uh, a Euro Tour in August, a Joy Hayball International Open in Indonesia, 
Uh, another Euro Tour stop, and then Turning Stone. We don't think Turning Stone is going to be there. So basically, there's two more Euro Tours all the way through August. Again, no money, to, no chance to make money. So we're not even going to acknowledge that those exist. Let's go to September. The New Zealand Open and the World and the Women's World Nine Ball Championship. Cool. Good, good opportunity for women. It's good, it's, it's good to know that this is the first women's event on the schedule in September. Nate, There's a couple of Euro is, Tours. What? Is the International Open WPA or is that Matchroom? Uh, we'll find out next year. Because I, th I, I thought it – it's, 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 it's WPA, but it has been used for ranking points for Matchroom. Okay. Yeah, so we'll find out next year for the first time. Uh, and then we have the WPA Nine Ball – China Open, another real event for for players to make money. So that's the third opportunity for players to make money uh, through September. Let's look at October. The Men's World Eight Ball Championship, another chance for players to make money. The fourth opportunity, the International Open, is that going to be there next year? I don't think that they will be. I think that they'll choose Matchroom. I could be wrong, but. Let's even give them that. There's the fifth opportunity for players to make money. Let's go to November. A Euro Tour, nothing. The Puerto Rican Open and the Eight Ball Team World Championships and the Eight Ball Championships. All right, there's another one. So now there are six opportunities for players to make money. And let's go to December. Nothing on the calendar for December. So you're telling me the WAPA schedule that has eight opportunities to actually make money because I'm not giving you any any credit for the, the Euro Tour when you win it and make 1500 US dollars. Uh, there are eight opportunities for players to make money and two opportunities for women to make money, an entire calendar. And that's the WPA's answer to professional pool. But that's what I mean. When you put all the hay ball money in there, then it's quite a big pot. But you're asking players to then go and play a different game. A, a completely different game, a fundamentally Different it, shouldn't, it, shouldn't, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be a case of you have to play a different game to play, make money. You should be rewarded for being good at the game that you play. And that's what Matchroom are, are looking to do. Yeah. I mean, How many if, of those? Oh. And if they really wanted to make money, wouldn't they just go to snooker? I mean, snooker is uh, it's probably a little bit easier of a game than Chinese 8-ball. I mean, no, not, not for these guys. The guys have tried it before. You know, snooker is... Well, you that's, know, that's my point, right? If, if it was that yeah. easy, they would be... Because there's more money in snooker than there is in Chinese hayball right now. Yeah, maybe it's close, but it, they're about the same. Yep. I mean, if, if, if you could do you it, you would do it. Yeah, in my in my opinion, it's 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 not the it's not the right way to look at it to say to players, well, there is money for you. You just have to learn a different game." It's that's not. Yeah, make a choice, right? I mean, yeah. I'm I'm sorry, Stuart. Like, like you're you're a great you're a great dude, and we've had a lot of conversations in the past. I'm not trying to attack you here. Uh, I respect the work that you do in this industry. I mean, you, you do a lot of really great work in this industry, but like that, that can't be a real response to a player who's trying to play nine ball, eight ball, one pocket bank pool, whatever it is. Uh, I have played, I've played snooker and highball, not a lot, but I've played probably six games of snooker and I've played probably 50 racks of hayball. It's they're brutal games. They're absolutely brutal games and they're fundamentally different. I mean, it, it, you can't, Nine ball players are so conditioned to shoot balls down the rail to hit the rail going into the pocket. I mean, the center of a, if you have the ball just off the, the side cushion, the long rail cushion, 
your condition to actually hit the rail within the first diamond of the pocket. Like that's how you play that ball. Uh, you do that in, you do that in hay ball or you do that in snooker and you just miss the ball by a mile and you, you have to fundamentally like re-aim that entire shot from the center of the table. The games play similar fine, but like that's an entire aspect of nine ball pool that you're, you have to completely just ignore that you ever learn how to do that. And the, and the, the, the problem is that the, 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 the potential problem is that if you say all the money to be earned is in hay ball, and let's say these players, the, the the Jason Shaws, Joshua Fillers, Shane, everything, they say, okay, let's chase the hayball pot of gold. American pool professionally dies because why would they then play the other WPA nine ball events or eight ball events? Yeah, if they do well in the hayball, why, why are they going to go chase the one it? Thing, the, the one thing you don't want to do is there's, there's, there's very few players on the planet. And Chris Melling is a prime example of this. He's probably one of the best at just picking up a different cue and going and playing a different game. He's an exception to the rule. The majority of them can't do it. They can't go and play hay ball one week and then go and play the other, play nine ball. It just doesn't work. You can't mix and match them like that and stay at, a, a, at the high level that you need to be. So then you make players make the choice of hay ball for the money, and then all of a sudden they're only going to play hay ball. And then the rest of the events die as well. Can you imagine? Wait a minute. What we want is for somebody to to grow the sport, not to move it somewhere else, and then the sport that we love dies. So, so Sam, let me give you a hypothetical here because you're the best player amongst us. Uh, You just won a highball tournament. You just won a $750,000 US dollar prize. Are you ever, ever going to go play an event ever again like the euro tour where first prize is 4000 euros 5000 euros whatever it is you just won seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. would yeah. you ever risk 2000 euros to make five three thousand ever again probably not no i buy euro tour you just lost one player for history yeah I mean, that's just to expand upon your point, Jim. Like, if, if highball does catch on, bye bye nine ball, bye bye eight ball, bye bye ten ball. It'll no, bye bye. No, 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 no. For the, if for the, the players, if, that move if, the if you do it, the if you do it through the, the WTA, then bye bye eight ball, bye bye nine ball, bye bye ten ball. Matchroom want to grow nine ball. They want to keep American pool the way American pool is on the table. It's designed to be played on, and the rules that were that have been here for forever and ever and ever. From what I'm understanding from Stuart is they want to encourage the players to leave that behind and do hayball. What happens then to, to nine ball pool, to ten ball pool, to eight ball pool if all those players move over there? You know, the players that move the needles, yeah, because those are players that theoretically they, they, they will in the end, and it's the same with this whole match from WPA. The players are going to dictate who becomes successful, who doesn't become successful. And then we have a professional, yeah. and then we have a professional. Uh, American American pool, driven by players like Mieszko Fortunski and uh, Ralph Suquet, and and I'm not trying to like denigrate these players, but they don't they're not huge names, they're not huge commodities. They're, you're not tuning in on a Friday night at 10 p.m. to watch a match with them, right? I mean, they're they're very nice players and they're very good players, but they're not Joshua Fillers, they're not Shane Van Bonings, mm-hmm. they're not these types of players that move the needle. 
Yeah, and and Stuart's saying yes, that's all they care about is nine ball. But WPA you're responsible you're on the for all telling us yes, you are telling all the players to go correct. to handball. <laughs> correct, Stuart, you are responsible for all disciplines, but it doesn't seem to me like you're paying them all the same amount of attention or respect. I mean, you say you're responsible for all of them. What are you? What, show me the responsibility that you're you're giving nine ball, eight ball, ten ball, American pool. When, when we basically your 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 the carrot you're dangling is hayball money. It's not. That's not. That's not being responsible for all disciplines. I mean, ultimately, that's we can bring. That's trying to get everybody into one box. Yeah, we can bring Stewart on, and he can, you know, he can he can talk if he wants to. We're happy to have this discussion with him. Uh, I, I mean, Stewart, if you want to come on, you have the open invite to come on, and we can we can talk about things. Um. You know, and honestly, right there. What Stuart just said, honestly, that's a very, very fair criticism. That's a valid point. That's the first valid point you've made. <laughs> yeah, what are uh -huh. they doing for the women? Well, well, I can tell you, Matt, give them Matt, the same Matt, opportunity Matt, to give Matt, the men's. Matchroom's Matt, Matt plan in the beginning was that the women would compete with the men, and we saw with some of their individual events that uh, uh, Yasmin Ocean and Kelly Fisher and a couple of the, the, the Asian ladies were invited in, and the idea was that the men would be in there the, the women would be in there competing with the men. Now, as we know, they, they they can't, you know, or very few of them actually can compete with the men at a high enough level. It's an open, uh, yeah. Can uh, they do more for the women? We've had this discussion a million times as to why that is the case, but it doesn't change the fact that it is the case. It is the case, yeah. And, uh, yeah, what do, you know... What, does it have to always does it have to always be the case? Who knows? No, I don't think P it doesn't always have P to, but it but it is the case now. The PGA did very little for women's golf until quite recently as well. Um, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the LTA did very little for women's tennis until until quite recently. Um, you know, it's I don't know. There's still there's still golf clubs throughout the world that that do not allow female memberships, but I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that matchroom does more to include women than they probably should. Uh, mm -hmm. And I don't mean that as like a I'm not let me let me say this as carefully as I can. Uh, like, the let's look at the Premier League pool. They always make sure to include women in that. Yeah. Um, and that is that potentially the detriment of men at the top of the rankings. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I love that. I think that's perfect. And right. the same thing with the Masters. When you get these these events, um, I think that it should be the case. Let, let's get some women in there. Let's give them a chance to prove themselves on that stage to justify bringing them back later on in even, even bigger roles. Why can't the World Pool Masters have four women, five women, six women, if they can compete? What you don't want to do is give five spots up to women who are basically a fill-in for a buy. Right? Yeah, it should it shouldn't it shouldn't be ticking boxes. It should be on merit. And 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 I if there's one thing about Matchroom is they're giving the women plenty of opportunity to prove themselves over and over and over and over again. And I think that's rightfully so. I think it's not only is it entertaining to see, uh, you know, um, what uh, what's the girl that beat Earl Strickland last year and asked for a hug and he told her to get away. <laughs> um, Whatever, whatever. I mean, that's 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 a good. I mean, that's good marketing. That's good TV. You know, what can you do? Um, 
But I, I mean, I guess going to Stuart, back to your, I mean, what you said is very valid, but I just went through the entire WPA calendar and there are two events for women on there. Yeah. So what exactly is the WPA doing for women? Where, where's, where, where's, the, where's the women's professional tour through the WPA? Where's the men's yeah. professional tour through the WPA? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean that's it. I mean, right? you, I mean, you, you, can, you can say that Matchroom isn't really doing anything for women. You're not doing anything for anybody. Based on I'm your all, calendar, based on the I'm WPA all, yeah. calendar, you're not really doing much for anybody. Yeah, I, and and I and I'm not being exactly fair because I'm giving you zero credit for the Euro Tour, um, but I'm unapologetically not giving you credit for the for the uh, for the Euro Tour because uh, the Euro Tour uh, again, if, if they require you to stay at their hotel, they inflate the cost of that hotel while you're there. And then say, if you don't stay in the hotel, you can't play in our events. So they inflate the amount to make off of it. And then they charge you crazy amounts for entry fee, um, food, blah, blah, blah. And then they make your prize fund 5,000 5, euros. I mean, I'm, I'm not giving credit for something that you have to get better than third place to break even or to make money, I should say. Well, you might not be talking about the Euro Tour, but the Euro Tour is the only thing basically on your schedule. Not your schedule, but the WPA schedule. There's, Like I said, there's eight opportunities for, for my mind for men to make actual money. And that's assuming you don't have a bad tournament, right? I mean, if you, if you have three bad tournaments and you're you know three or four and out in some of these events, you just lost out on half of your opportunities to make money for the year. Listen, the Euro Tour, the Euro Tour is actually, I, the Euro Tour is great. It's got, it's got its place within, certainly within the European pool. There's a lot of players that have, They've cut their teeth on the Euro Tour and they, they've learned a lot. And it's a it's a, hard, it's a hard tournament to win. I mean, you can talk about the money being rubbish, but you don't win a Euro Tour unless you can play. And it still has its worth, but it's not a professional tournament anymore because it's it's not attractive to professionals to top professionals to play. Um, and but it still has a place. But I, I see it as being somewhere where people are going to learn. You know, players are going to come through the European system. And the Euro Tour is going to be where they're going to learn, you know, they're going to learn the game, they're going to learn tournament play. But it's not, it's never, or it's not anymore the be all and end all of European pool. And it's and strictly it's for European pool. Because, Sam, how much did it cost you to go to Austria? For just me or my family? Just you. Um, I think the, the plane ticket was 1500 I believe. The hotel was pretty pricey, and then how much the food? Um, as much as you can remember. Mom, how much was the hotel? Twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred for the hotel. Um, that was at a discount. But that was that was even at a discount. Um, one room or two rooms? That was just one room, so that's four thousand right there. Um, Food. Another four or five hundred in food. Yeah, and probably then, costs about ten thousand total. But just for you, Sam, it's let's say it's about five thousand, give yeah. or take. So, Jim, as an American coming over for a year or two, what place would he have to get to make money at five thousand dollars invested? He can't. So your WPA calendar, which has ten events, are only for a segment of players. Right. No, it's the costs are not the same for everybody because our flights are 
a flight from how much would it cost you to fly to uh, Austria, Jim? No, but I think I think I think what he's saying is that if you want to play in a a predator event and you're European, then you're going to pay the same. Oh yeah, 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 sure, 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 sure. Yeah, no, you're right. But 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 if the if the Euro if the Euro Tour is the, and you cannot say that this is not true for anything but highball. The Euro Tour is the absolute backbone of the WPA schedule. It's the only thing that's consistent that's on there, besides spot events here and there. Uh, and it's only available then to European players. Jim, how much would it cost you for a flight to from where you are to Austria? A couple of hundred. A couple hundred euros. Mm-hmm. So that event potentially would be okay for you. And and telling the players, well, maybe you need to load up with fifteen players in your uh, in your hotel room, and then you can save money. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's real. Well, it's the same. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, Europe, Europe. I've talked about the European Championships. There's nothing to win there. Just the prestige of being European champion. And I played in the European Championships a number of years in the in the, in the seniors division. And um, if it wasn't if it wasn't for the for the for the you know the the money that we got from the Dutch Federation and all the help the costs and a lot of players wouldn't go because there isn't you you can't make money it, it costs you I mean even with the money that I got for for qualifying directly through the rankings um, it still costs just to play in a European trip because you are again you have to stay in that hotel you have to you you know you can't just find your own bed and breakfast somewhere and it's, it costs you fifteen hundred to two thousand and then you get another thousand from. Uh, from the the, 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 the the federation it was uh, the years that I did it. It costs you over 500 just registration fees to play in all the events for to, to win nothing. So just your registration fees is, is, is 500. That's the, the four disciplines, eight, nine, 10 is straight. And then you've got the team discipline, you know, so it was over 500 to play in all of them. Then your hotel costs for nine days, uh, hotel costs, and then your travel costs. So it's, it, you know, and all that money just goes to, into a pot that we, we don't know where it goes to. Uh, I guess, you know, there's a lot of referees that have to be paid. You know, they have to pay the, the, for, the, for the, the, the arena and stuff like that, uh, transporting tables around and everything. And it's a great tournament. It's really, it's good fun. It's a great tournament to play in. But it's not something that any professional player is interested in doing because it only costs you money. And at the end of the day, this is a job for these guys. And I'm not going to go and work. I'm not going to go and do my job for free. Why should they go and do theirs for free? In fact, why should they go and do theirs when it costs them money to do it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm... Uh, I mean, The way I look at it is if the backbone... And the only thing I'm saying to, to, uh, to close this out, Stuart, uh, is the only, the only reason I bring up the Euro Tour stuff is because that is literally talking about nine or uh, American pool, uh, eight ball, nine ball, 10 ball, 14.1 in, uh, banks, one pocket. The only thing on the WPA schedule, and I know you said it's not full, but what are you going to add? That's going to change the outlook of it at this point. The only thing that's consistent on your schedule is the Euro tour. And that is the all, o- and you can only make money if you live in Europe for that. You, you just can't, you're you're breaking even if you snap the thing off from the U.S. And it, and it, it doesn't change. That is true. Stuart saying that you know if you want to travel and play match room events, then you're going to pay a lot unless you're in the top eight. You're in the you hole. Snap off, you snap off open. Stuart, Stuart, at this particular moment in time, you may be you may be right. Maybe there isn't a massive amount of difference as fact as as far as your risk and reward with match room and with uh, with, uh, with with other events. The difference is that 
let's have this conversation in five years' time. Because this is exactly the same conversation that happened with the darts. When the PDC took over the darts or had the breakaway, the prize money in the BDO was still higher than that in the in the PDC. But very, very quickly with all the television exposure and the, the right promoting, the prize money rocketed up and left the BDO behind. And this is this this is the, that's the model that Matcham have, that's the model they use. Now we can talk about the money, 40,000 uh, first place for the for the major events. You can expect you can I I would imagine you can expect that within ten years to be over the hundred thousand for winning easily for all of them, and that's what's going to happen. That's what Matchroom are able to do and have proven that they can do before that nobody else in pool over the last thirty years. And I'm not just talking about the WPA; I'm talking about other things, IPT, blah blah blah, everything. They haven't managed to do. Matchroom have done it before. I expect them to do it again. And that's what players are buying into now. They're they're buying into the future of it, not the present of it. You know, and it's just started. It's only a couple of years old. They're already way ahead of the model that they had for the darts because in the darts they didn't even have a tour when they did it. They had to, they, they did it first, the breakaway, and then had to create a tour. The tour is already there. The money is already there, and it's it it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and. You cannot sell Hayball against what Matchroom have already done for, for darts. You, you ain't going to sell that to the players. The players are not going to buy into Hayball when they look at the, the model that Matchroom have already used before. There's not a single player in the world. There's not a single cueist in the world that can compete on the highball stage. Sorry, there isn't. Can they, can they win some matches? I mean, it's like the snooker players coming over and playing well, that, ball. That, well, Darren did it. I mean, Darren was world ball champion on that table, and uh, you know, it's just it's it's not. It's just not. It's just not. What what the WPA are 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 are. I use the word selling. What the WPA are are are, are suggesting that they have, it just doesn't match up to what Matchroom have. And I, this yeah. this could be my ignorance, but uh, when Darren won that, that was kind of in the inception of it, right? Like earlier on? The quality was not there that there is now. There were snooker players that were getting there. He beat Mark Selby in the final. I mean, snooker players were getting deep in the events. They won't get deep in them now, you know? That's my point, right? The way that the, the, way that the field is currently as constructed, I watched, you know, I watched uh, the finals. It was last year, was, it was the handicap, right? And that was the, uh, there was the girl that was playing her, her teacher. Oh, another stupid rule that is ridiculous. But uh, that's, one yeah. the, that's one of the most sexist rules that ever been. You're you're a woman, and we don't care what level you play oh, yeah. at. Well, we because can you're a woman, you're going to play off. one less yeah. ball. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not making. I'm not making a statement to that either way. What I'm saying is, uh, I remember the finals of that, and when I watch those two play, there is not there's not an American pool player that can compete on that level. That has been professionalized to where the game is. The game has players that have reached highs that nine ball pool players can never reach. I'm making a statement that I have honestly zero conviction in because I don't know the sport at all. But looking at like knowing the game the way that I know the game and knowing the players the way I know the players, if they could compete on that level, they'd be playing snooker because basically that would take about the same level of talent to be able to compete with those players now as it would in snooker. And if they could be playing snooker, every single one of them would be playing snooker because there's 10 times the money in snooker. Yeah. And Stuart says the market in Asia is huge. It dwarfs the USA. 
You're right. And the great get out there and 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 but don't ask our players to have to go to Asia and join that because there should be something for them here. And it's the game that they've grown up playing and they play now, and that's that's yep, what they're you gonna go play some hay ball after this? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just, I, don't... I want to try snooker though. Snooker's a really snooker fun game. will destroy your mind. <laughs> just, just, yeah. yeah, you will never. Snooker's a great game. So, 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 I mean, I'll say now, snooker's the best. Snooker's the best Q sport that's ever been. It's it's the best. And the best, the best cueists are snooker players. Um, but it's, it's just a, such a tough game. You will never, you will never feel more helpless than when you're looking at a like a five foot shot on the snooker table. You will feel helpless. <laughs> that's a different. That's a completely different game. That's proper. That's proper cueing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You'll find any sort of hitch in your stroke in about three seconds on that thing. Yes. Um, and your eyesight. You'll find out if your eyesight's any good as well. I do want to. I do want to thank Stuart, though. Uh, I mean, Stuart. Yeah, Stuart yeah, thanks for joining. Thanks for the joining. WPA. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I thought we had a pretty good discussion with it. And I, I think going forward, like, I hope that he's right. Honestly, I hope that the WPA uh, creates a tour. I mean, obviously, he, he'll say they're not promoters, and that's fine. But you have to partner with promoters, and part of your job is to be able to partner with promoters. And going forward, if, if you're going, if the WPA, I'm saying you, uh, as if I'm like talking about you, it's not you, it's the WPA. If the WPA cannot get along with the promoters that do have to advance the sport, then the WPA is kind of failing at its most fundamental level. But at the same time, if the WPA can pull it off and they could get it together a, a professional tour of actual money in the event and uh, you know, lots of events across the calendar. I'm telling you, I mean, that's exactly what, that's exactly what their, yeah. their, their kind of job is. And, and every, everybody in the industry is better for it. Everybody and is better we, for we, it. We, we've said it before. The best, the best way to improve quality is if two people are trying to outdo each other all the time. And then they just push each other to a higher level, you know? And, uh, I'll yeah again. Thanks to Stuart for hanging around. It would have been easy for him to run away uh, and and just switch off and and you know after the first five minutes. I uh, appreciate him hanging around and putting his point of view forward. Um, and I, just to echo what, what what Nate said, anytime he wants to come on the show, today would have well, been I'd a bit be of a for him. You know, we 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 know it hasn't worked out particularly well for previous uh, WPA people who have just jumped on a podcast unprepared <laughs> but you know you're more than welcome to jump on and well he's been on the podcast in the past i brought him on to yeah. talk about uh because he does a lot of um, uh, just incredible work in the oceana part of the world i mean mm -hmm. um the wpa is his, his newest venture but he's been he's been involved with uh pool in australia for years and years and years and years he's, he's not coming out of nowhere with with a lot of the stuff that he's talking about he does great work in in his neck of the woods and like I said, I mean, he's been on the podcast in the past. You have the invite going forward. Um, all of the WPA. I mean, I've, I've talked to um, Shane Tyree and invited him on as well. And he said that he wanted to, but it just didn't work out. And the WPA, you know, we're not going to be asking softball questions, uh, but I don't think that we're going to, you know, if there's one thing that I got to, I got to hate on Molina Mike for a little bit is uh, he is, he was very hostile towards uh, some of the WPA people. I, I would, I would like to say that I'm not going to be that way. Um, I'll do that. that. Being, sure. But with that being said, I mean, William Mike has, I mean, the, the interviews they did was were incredible. But 
he admitted that he was a little hostile toward them. So it, it, I mean, it's one of those well, things know, that a, have to invite. It's a sensitive subject, and it's a massive. It's a, it's a it's a huge moment in time for 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 our sport. So yeah, people people get passionate about it. People get, you know, passion turns into a little bit of hostility, maybe sometimes. Um, it's the future of the sport. I mean, it, exactly. there's no. And if you, if I don't care who you are, if 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 any part of the future of the sport is in your hands, I expect you to do a fucking good job with it, and I'll call you out on it if I don't think you are. And I think you put, when you put yourself in a position of responsibility, then you you need to be expect to be held accountable if it's not going well. You know, and Stuart's saying it's a whole new start. There's a whole new board. It's a bit of a reset. Good. I hope they've learned from a lot of the mistakes that were made in the past because they had a long time on their own with nobody standing up to them and competing against them where they didn't bring the sport forward the way they, they, they could have and perhaps should have been. Now there is somebody that's willing to do it and trying to do it. Step up and, you know, show that you can do it better or, 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 or improve. You know, that's all That's all we ask. Just do better. Simple. You know, it's a new board, or, new people. Do better than the last ones. Or get the hell out of the way. Or get out of the way and let somebody else do it. Exactly. Which I, which, which we're hoping was the, the case going right now. Because if I mean, if the previous, if the previous board members got the hell out of the way and are letting the new members do something, then fantastic, great. Yeah. Sam, you're very talkative. You just gotta just, just throw your opinions around. That's kind of what we do. Yes, I, I know, I know, I am. I, I'm sorry. I've been very loud this, this episode. I think you're still recovering from the six videos that made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Shall we I close? Noticed... Just kidding. It's just me in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> he, he enjoys it every time. He enjoys it more. I think it's fun. Guys, it's been fun, but it's been an hour and 45 minutes, and yeah. nobody needs to be listening to us for an hour and 45 minutes. Nope. The only thing we're going to do here is we're going to give one uh, shout-out to our Patreons. So thank you very much to our Patreons who support the channel and allow us to continue doing what we do. Yeah, Dave Wiersma. We're going to get to it. Dave Wiersma, Mo Bashir, Cody Wedig, Ed Ladawi, who's been in the comments this whole time. Thank you. Matt Poland, who's also been in the comments this whole time. Uh Yes, and Matt and uh, Matt Poland, thank you all very much for your support. Uh, and if you are interested in supporting the podcast as well, you can go to patreon.com forward slash queue it up, or you can just reach out to the podcast or you can reach out to me personally, and I can help you out with that. If you would like to support the podcast, it's not required, obviously. Uh, but if you appreciate what we do here and want to support us going forward, that's one way you can do it. And then to our sponsors who makes this happen, uh, Jacoby Custom Cues. Best queue out there. That's the queue I use. Uh, it's the break queue I use. I got one of their jump queues. They're incredible queues. Beautiful. And they play amazing. Here's an ad.
Amazing. That's always a very relaxing ad, isn't it? I love that. That Q1, uh, Q of the year, uh, Jacoby has won. So in the last 14 years, they have never placed less than second place in the uh, Q of the year, and they've won it, I believe. Well, 12 times, is it? Of the last four, of the last fourteen years, I, I believe they've won it seven of the last fourteen years, and they've taken oh, second in the other seven. They may have, they've won more than that, but that's just the last fourteen years. So they do some incredible work. Uh, beautiful cues, beautiful cues. They play amazing as well. If you want to get your hands on one, you can always reach out to me. We are an official dealer for them, so reach out to us. We can get you a nice hookup. We can get you a nice percentage off of a cue. Uh, we'll also give a shout out to Insight Performance Coaching. If you need mental training, over there to their website, say that uh, the Cue It Up podcast sent you. Billiards Digest, Salado, Digital Pool, Onboard Sportswear, and Horo Tips. Thank you, all of our sponsors, for the support. Thank you, all the Patreons, for your support. And with that, we'll tune off for another week. Sam. Uh... Just kidding. It's just me in my backyard. <laughs> you want to sign us off, Sam? I guess we. I guess this is the last show of 2023. Oh yeah, I guess it probably is, isn't it? So everybody watching, everybody at home, have a happy new year. Stay safe. Don't drink too much. We'll see you in 2024. A new year, exciting stuff. We're gonna to try to do some new things in 2024. Nate's gonna try winning some matches. <laughs> I'm going to try to get over 700 Fargo. You think I can do it, Jim? No. I don't think you can. If I did, uh, would you give All right, me... Here's my, yeah, here's my, here, okay. I will, if if you manage to get your Fargo in the year 2024 over 700, I will do a show naked. That's how Jim, cold there's a, I am. Jim, there is a 16-year-old boy on the podcast right now. Yeah, but I'm not going to ask him to do it naked. That would be unfair. <laughs> right. Yeah. If I will. I we will. We will. Right. Okay. We will come up with some weird bet. I will do something extraordinarily stupid. I will jump off the stratosphere in December in Las Vegas if Nate gets if Nate gets his Fargo above 700. Do you know? Do you know where my Fargo's at right now? It's still not even close to 700. 660, what? 670? I'm a 683. There you go. Get over that 700, mate, and I'll jump off the stratosphere. I want to jump with you, and you're paying for it. How's that? Deal. There it is. All right. Who wants to play a bunch of Salado mats? Who wants to sound like some Salado mats? Yeah. <laughs> What, what what you now need is somebody that what you now need is somebody who's just above the six hundred threshold who wants to get down to the five ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> and let and, and st 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 stuff them nine nil about four or five times. Let them get them under the six hundred so they can play their, their tournaments and get you above the seven hundred. All right, let's hear everybody that's still tuning in. Uh, first off, why are you still here? Uh, and second off, uh, do you think that I can do it as a six eighty three? I want to I want to hear. Whether or not you think I have a chance, this will be fun. Sam, how do you many think I can do it? What, what's your What's your robustness? Uh, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's it's, it's over five thousand, right? Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna get many points for stuffing it. You could you could stuff Sky nine nil, and you're only gonna get about five well, points on your farm. In, in, in September, I was a six six seventy one. So, and I'm I'm only maybe played five events since then. Six events. Jim, I don't think you got to worry about jumping off the stratosphere. I don't think so either. That's that's my answer to his question. I know how good, I, I I I know the level you need to play at to get above seven hundred, and Nate just can't do it. <laughs> it's really rude. <laughs> anyway, here. are we done? Well, almost. I need to do. Downloads. Where's downloads? Uh, this one. Okay, here we go. Is this going to be your 870 Fargo thing? No, 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 no. This. Okay, so here's here's my, just so that we have it. A Fargo, oh, I went down a point. So I'm 682 <laughs> with 5,366 games in the system. We're going to have to have like monthly updates to see how close I'm getting, just to see if Jim gets nervous. That's some good incentive. I'm not I worried. Can... <laughs> I'm not worried. That seems fine. All right. Let's close it out there. Let's, uh, I don't know. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, I'll echo what Jim said. Happy New Year. Thank you for tuning in all this uh, this time in the last year. And we look forward to another great year of podcasts in the new year. So thank you, everybody. Oh, there you go. Chris wants to know if you think you can get to 650. It's easier to get from 638 to 650 than it is to get from 680 to 700. What about 682? <laughs> Depends who the player is. That's true. All right. Let's close it up. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next year. Bye. Just kidding, it's just me and my baby.